0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 30 of the Skilled Trades Playbook. I'm your host Juan Caruso, author of the At Your Best book series. (music) This episode of the Skilled Trades Playbook is the first of what I hope will become a mainstay within the series that we're going to call the Conversations with a Tattooed Electrician. I'm going to be speaking with Donnie Metcalf. He's a master electrician from Waco, Texas. Donnie and I haven't met in person yet, but we've had a number of conversations about what we can do together. Donnie being a master electrician and the Skill trades playbook, being able to reach out to so many people, The objective is to hopefully engage the audience, to have folks give us uh, some questions as to what they want to know about the career of an electrician, these particulars about what it takes to be successful, and so on. Donnie and I will start it off by having a, some introductory um, episodes that will kind of give people an indication as to where we want to go, but then hopefully we can engage you folks to give us your thoughts and questions as to where you would like us to go. So let's get going and see where this all takes us. Donnie Metcalf, we haven't met in person, but we're, we've we decided that you and I are going to launch this Conversations with the tattooed electrician. Before I begin, before we get any further down the path, I'd like to understand what what qualifies you as the the, the tattooed
1: electrician. Well, first and foremost, it's got to be the tattoos. Uh, I, I think that. <laughs> All right, full disclosure now.
0: Full disclosure. Tell us tell us what those what they look like.
1: Um, well, I've got uh, I've I've got quite a quite a bit down down both my arms to my, to my wrists and my legs. And I'm not completely covered. I can cover it up with the, with the shirt and trousers, but.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. A little bit too much information. All right. All right. right. Let's, let's, let's shift gears. Let's shift gears and talk about you, who you are, why you're qualified to um, have the conversations that we're hoping to have with a focus on, trying to be a resource for folks thinking about becoming an electrician and as well as those who are already in the trade and how the how to build their careers or their futures and, as an electrician tell us about a little bit about yourself
1: well um <clears throat> i currently live here in waco texas uh with my wife and and my sons uh, i've been an electrician for 28 years um i started off um you know, I started off with a shovel in my hand. That was literally the first tool first tool I had in my hand uh, uh, entering the trade. It was a shovel because we were digging. <clears throat> and I've progressed along um, the electrical path uh, all the way up to where I'm currently now a, a master electrician. I've held a, a master's, master electrical license here in the state of uh, Texas for about seven years now. Um I've worked all over all over the country doing m- mostly commercial industrial uh not too much on the residential end but, but a little bit of it uh everything from you know strip centers to I've built a couple of prisons uh high-rise uh high-rise apartment towers and uh and and I just I I passionate and I love the electrical industry I mean it's just it's cutting edge, and uh, I, I've got a lot of information in my head, and I want to do my part and give, give as much of it out back um, to the trade and to, to the young guys coming up and those guys that are actually even already in the trade and are, and are looking to uh, progress down the road farther.
0: So, Donnie, your, your progression uh, from picking up that shovel and working, entering the, the trade to becoming a, um, to, to becoming a master electrician went a little differently than how most most folks do it nowadays going through a formal pro- program you basically learned as you went working with very qualified journeymen and, and masters along the way is that right
1: nope that is that is true um, when I was starting out as an apprentice uh, coming up through the trade, school wasn't as popular and we didn't have the really the quantity and the kind of apprenticeship programs that we do now. Um, So I, I did it the, uh, you know, I did it the hard way. Um, You know, I started, uh, I just started at the bottom and, and I was blessed. I tell you, I was blessed with some great, uh, great journeymen, great foremen, great, even, you know, peers side by side guys teaching each other uh, this trade. And, and so I, I just, I, Learn the hard way, uh, trial and error of what didn't work and what did work. And and, uh, the guys that were over me, you know, showed me. And, you know, maybe I had to show you a couple couple times, three times, one time uh, to show you how it's done. And then you would uh, demonstrate it back to them that you understood. So you did it a few times until they were confident in your competence enough to where you could go out and do it on your own.
0: So, Donnie, tell me a little bit about the progression of your career. It spanned 20-plus years, but how long did it take you at each stage during your career to go from one level to the other and kind of walk us through that process so that people have a a clear sense as to how you progressed?
1: Well, I started off uh, just as a day one green apprentice, um, and I followed the traditional... Time wise path um, of four years as an apprentice, and during that four years, you know I learned all that I could, uh, and I could not wait uh, until that four years was up to where I had accrued the amount of uh, hours that I needed to to have to go take my journeyman's exam. So back then and now it's the it's the same. Uh, it's eight thousand hours of, of verifiable experience. Uh, before you <clears throat> are considered uh, schooled enough to where you can go attempt to take your exam for your journeyman's test. So uh, 8,000 hours, that's four years worth at 2,000 hours a year based upon you working 40 hours a week, um, 50 weeks out of the year. So I, as soon as I could, I, I took my journeyman's exam and passed it. Uh, so I was right at four years uh, and I became a journeyman and I, I stayed with the journey level. Um, that, that's where I stayed the longest. Uh, you know, I, I worked as, you know, a foreman or lead man or general foreman, lots of different roles in there. Uh, but it was, it was, gosh, let's see. So uh, it, it had to have been about 17 or 18 years that I held my journeyman's license before I went out to take my master's exam. And I just kept, you know, to be honest, I, I I just kept putting it off and putting it off and I always found a reason, you know, not to go do it. I wished I hadn't waited so long, but, uh, but I did. Um, and then in, once I passed my master's exam, it was, uh, it was, it was great. I mean, I finally, you know, it, finally, it was awesome. It felt like, you know, I'd been validated for the, the past, you know, 20, 20 years that I'd put, at the time I'd put in. Okay, so
0: now as a master, you can obviously pull permits for jobs. The options available to you at this stage, paint a picture of that so that we can move on to talk about uh, specifics.
1: As a master electrician, the, probably the one of the most important things that you're correct, it does allow you to to pull permits want to get too far ahead, but even at, at the contractor stage, a contractor still has to have someone with a master's license holding that license for the company the The biggest thing is it allows you to pull permits here in in my state so in this in the state of texas i can uh, i I can pull permits and uh, the the state of texas does does look at uh, a master electricians as a a minor engineering um, license. So it's not a a full blown uh, electrical engineering license, but it's a it's a minor. Meaning up to I can design electrical systems up to a certain amperage and dollar amount. So you know I could uh, for the sake of saying that you know I can design an electrical system for a house or a a small commercial building uh, without having to have an electrical engineer sign off on it. Anything you're you know you're bigger. Uh, your your bigger electrical uh, installations still still require a uh, you know an, an an engineer to do, uh, but having having a master's is is part of the first step towards becoming a contractor, uh, and like I said earlier, even contractors still need to have someone with a master on record. Okay, let's shift the conversation a little bit. Why don't you
0: give us a little bit of your thoughts in terms of why somebody should seriously consider becoming an electrician what's in it for them how they can you know given all the options that folks have today for uh, a career they might pursue or a direction for their lives why should they become an electrician
1: well uh, first you know is uh, i would say a, a lot of folks are enticed into it by demand we we simply we simply do not have enough bodies to fill the spaces between ongoing jobs, people leaving the trade, you know, changing uh, either to retirement or, or changing trades or changing direction of life. We simply don't have enough bodies. There are so many spots that go unfilled. And this isn't specifically um, just the electrical trade. It's all of them that um, we, we we don't have enough people to fill them. So, one of the great things about about getting into the trades is that it's uh, there's always a demand for it. Whereas, you know, some college, uh, some college educations, you know, what? While, while college is great, not knocking it, it, you know, a person may go to they may go to four years worth of, uh, you know, formal college education. But the job availabilities within their chosen field simply aren't there. Whereas, you know, the blue collar, the blue collar trades there, there's a ton of jobs. So I I would say that that would be a really good selling point for folks to want to get into the trade. The other thing is, I mean, we get to build, just build cool stuff. I mean, that's, that, that's one, that's the reason that, that, that enticed me to get into it partly was that to, to build with my hands at the end of the day i'm making something with my two hands that that hopefully is going to be around a while
0: yeah i you know you mentioned the demand it just seems like the that the laws of supply and demand truly really are working on overtime for anybody looking to enter any of the trades but certainly the uh, the, the becoming an electrician it's a tremendous opportunity
1: it it is and it's again it it's it's great um, you know, it's fed my family uh, for the past 28 years and still doing it today. Uh, I, I it is, it is an awesome trade. It's, it's, it's magical. It's mysterious. It's, it's just cool, you know, and, and to, to, again, be at the able at the end of the day to be able to say, you know what? I I built that.
0: Okay, so why don't we take a moment to kind of describe for folks what we're trying to accomplish with these conversations with a tattooed electrician. You know, the, the, this episode obviously is to introduce people to what we're trying to accomplish. The next three episodes we've talked about, you know, the first one is to talk about entering the, the skilled trade of being an electrician. So talk to us a little bit about what they can expect in the first episode. And we'll do the same thing for the second and third episode, just to give people those quick insights as to what to expect in these, in these, uh, uh, the following episodes.
1: Well, the, the first one, um, you know, at, at the apprentice level, you know, at the, um, the apprentice level, the tradesman level, you know, what it would, what it would take, what kind of backstory you have to have behind you, uh, that that would certainly help out um to get in there what you can expect to be doing um throughout the course of your four year uh apprenticeship as far as work wise cuz there there's a a vast amount of different types of work um that that you can do within the electrical uh industry and um you know f- financially it's it's a it it's an an awesome awesome career you can Basically you can earn while you learn, so that that's always um, always another another helpful thing for the people looking to come looking to come into it
0: and then after obviously the next stage is at the journeyman level, so tell us about what can they expect out of that that episode
1: well once once you hit the journey level mark um it's important that we say journey, journey level, not journey meant. Uh, good point, good point. Yep, good point. <laughs> um, once you hit the, the journey level mark, things, they they do honestly change. And, and sometimes it can be like the flick of a switch literally changing, sometimes a little more gradual. But the roles that you play within the companies you work for and the job sites that you work on it change. And sometimes it's it significantly changed because n- now you have the ability to Really, be out there on your own, um, not, not completely on an island all by yourself with no support whatsoever. But but your 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 safety net is is shrinking, so you're you're kind of allowed to go out on your own. Once you hit the journey level, uh, you're expected uh, to be able to run other other tradesmen underneath yeah. you. You know, the apprentices like you started off, uh, they get attached to a journeyman, so he becomes more of a leader like um, almost like a platoon sergeant or something like that that kind of keeps everybody not the whole the whole squadron in line but but kind of keeps his little set of troops in line and and moving forward great and then the fourth
0: episode we expect it'll be just basically describing your thought process or the 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 choices you have to make in terms of whether to stay at the journey level or move on to either master or in some way, way shape or form progressing your career
1: Absolutely. Once you once you've hit the journey level, there's a there's a specific time frame um, before you can take your master's exam. That, that for the, the state of Texas, it happens to be twelve thousand hours. So once you hit that journey level mark, you know you've got some basically some long term decisions to make. You know, and they, they don't need to be made day one, but you you have to to know. Okay, am, am I Am I comfortable with with staying here at the journey level, or do I want to progress, um, get my master's license? Do I potentially want to become a a contractor um, in, in in your own right, or a lot of folks want, once they they do get that journey level behind them for a few years, do have that's usually the stage where they do happen to uh, to potentially jump into some teaching or instructing roles. Um, to be able to fill the spots like we were talking about earlier that are, that are needed uh, to be filled behind those who are retiring or moving on. Great. So um, after these first four
0: episodes, then our challenge is to kind of build out a array of episodes that speak to very specific topics that we're looking to have you talk about. And so give, can you give some ideas to some of the specific topics um, that you'll will do on your own, and then hopefully we can bring folks in and getting them involved in in helping us identify specific things that that the audience would like to listen to. But what 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 are your thoughts on some of the specifics?
1: Well, some of the specifics uh, there there's a vast amount of of topics that that could potentially be covered, um, and honestly, an, an endless supply. You know, everything from you know, what tools should should an electrician at the various stages, what tools should he have personally? Um, what are the different kinds of work that you're going to be uh, getting into? I mean, are you running PVC or is it EMT conduit uh, or finishing out a building or, or even on to, you know, frankly, the leadership of, of because it, it takes a different skill set to, to be in charge of, you know, a a handful or a bunch of blue collar workers. Uh, I I think that would be a phenomenal uh, area to go because there, there's very specific skills that you have to uh, either inherently be born with or learn and, and groom yourself um, to be able to manage uh, individuals.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Skilled Trades Playbook. Our objective for these conversations with Donnie, the tattooed electrician, is to get more and more specific over time with the information that we're providing so that it's driven by the input and the questions that you're you're asking of us so that we can deliver the valuable, local, actionable steps that folks can take to make better decisions as they build their careers and futures as electricians. Please feel free to send me your feedback on Twitter to AYBCareers, or you can send me an email directly to J-C-A-R-O-S-S-O at atyourbest.com. To provide me whatever insights you might have on how I can improve either the episodes altogether, the series, or my conversations with a tattooed electrician. Thanks a lot. Have a good one.